What is going on? Welcome on in to the two three podcast. I'm Cam. That is Zach breaking down this Virginia Tech matchup. Zach, they come into this game eleven and five overall, one and four in conference play, on a four game losing streak. But that being said, all very very close losses. Yeah, they're on a series of heartbreak games, super super close that you know are decided by a possession or two. Super, super close, and you know, like I said, these these could have gone their way just by one play changing. So, while it is a four game losing streak, they're all games that they're in that they could have won, they could have easily won. And normally, you would look at this and be like, okay, they're on the downward trajectory. But I really don't see that as being a bad thing for them. Obviously, it's it's unlucky. I think it's more it, it comes down to, to to being unlucky rather than it is to to the way they're playing and. I think this is a very dangerous team, and as Kim and I were doing this preview, we're we're pretty worried, to be honest. Yeah the the if you look at their schedule, the only quote unquote good win that they have is when North Carolina was ranked. They beat them by seven points. They don't have the greatest schedule in the world, but overall, this is a, a very scary physical team that happens to be able to shoot the three pretty well. They're fifth in the ACC in three-point attempts with just over 22 a game. They do like their threes. They are pretty much middle of the pack for every other stat, but I think that their last game against NC State really sort of summarizes how they are as a team. They were down most of the game. They had an intense rally very very late they outscored nc state 13 to 4 in the final 55 seconds and they were just constantly fighting tooth and nail uh to try to get back in that game and they ended up losing by four but it just goes to show that they can they can when they're hot they can shoot well and they're an extremely uh physical team especially coming up facing against the zone who obviously is not very good at defending the threes. This is a dangerous matchup based on how many threes they take. And just based on the matchup we had last year against them, which we'll talk about in a minute here. This is a, this is a potentially scary matchup on paper. And I think these, this is the Hokies are, are no team to take lightly. I think we got to play our best game in the dome on Saturday. Otherwise we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, in that matchup against the Wolfpack, they were out-rebounded 38-28. to So they were beaten on the glass, but late in the uh, in the second half, I mean, they were just flipped into a, a completely different team, and they actually found their rhythm. It was just a little bit too late. Let's go into the scouting report. So Sean Padula is their leading point scorer at just over 17 a game, just over four assists a game. Zach, he had an insane glow-up this year. Yeah, he averaged 5.4 points a game last year off the bench, which is insane to to go, to go from that to 17.2, lead the team in, in points per game. That's a massive glow up. Shout out to him for, for uh, making a huge change. That's like most improved player status. That's insane. Like when we were doing the preview and we, we noticed that stat, we're, we were baffled. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, can... Off the top of your head, can you think of anybody 
that comes to mind, uh, you know, on previous SU teams that had that much of a turnaround from like their freshman year to their sophomore year. I guess, I guess, uh, Buddy, in a sense, did kind of have that glow up. But anybody besides him? I mean, I don't know if it's exactly freshman to sophomore year, but when Jesse started to find himself yeah. and become the center, we know he definitely went from you know low average points to or, or some really good numbers. But I don't, I don't even think Jesse compares to five to, to seventeen like Padula has. No, that's definitely a good comparison. But yeah, Jesse's Jesse's glow up was definitely something special, and it's too bad that he got injured midway through the year, but. Um, the next guy that we need to break down, Justin Mutz. He is oh a forward, just over 13 a game, just over eight rebounds a game. You did a lot of research on him. I want you to really give the breakdown on this guy because he is he's very scary and he could definitely show up and show out against uh against our boys. Yeah, Justin Mintz is the guy I have highlighted. I have him bulleted. I have him circled. This guy is who I'm super, super worried about leading into this matchup. He's super big and strong, 6'7", 220 pounds. Honestly, I don't know if we really have a, a guy on our team who will be able to hand, handle his his size and athleticism. I can't. I, I don't know. Just be, He's just strong, and he's, he just, he's just gritty. He's not going to, like, any light push. Like, he's just going to push it out of the way. He doesn't care. Not to mention, he's 45% from three. That being said, he only has, only has 22 attempts on the year. Obviously, though, luckily for us, we expect him to mainly play in the paint around the free throw line, which he dominated last year, getting a double-double in our matchup. But if he ever does drift to the three-point arc, he could really overstretch his own, and that could be really bad. So no matter where this guy is on the court, he, he could hurt us. And it's he's super, super dangerous. Like I said, a triple-double last year in our matchup. 12 points, 14 boards, 11 assists. He was this, at that famous free-throw line and was able to get the ball in and out, distribute the ball super well, and absolutely threaded our zone. And it, it leaves us like, we really need to cover that spot. So, like, knowing we have Justin Mitz coming back, should we ad- adjust our defense? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. I think that you've got to kind of adjust and, uh, you know, maybe go to like a, a triangle two, maybe sp- I was going to say switch to a, a three, two, but that obviously wouldn't really cover it too well. But yeah, you're going to need to, you're going to need to have some sort of variation of the two, three out there because we've pretty much scrapped the man to man idea, which I agree with. I think just teach these guys one variation of the two, three, and just, you know, hopefully that we can, you know, make the adjustments as we go. But um, we showed last year that we were able to kind of switch up the zone a little bit and it was able to kind of cut things off a touch. But I worry about this guy that he's going to be able to, you know, basically have his way with us. Like you said, we have nobody that's able to handle him. If you think about the starting lineup, I guess you could maybe argue that Benny might be able to get him. If Benny's really, really cooking, though, he could try to be on him as much as he could. But other than that, I I can't really think of anybody. If you look at the bench, hopefully one of our forwards is able to pick him up because we know that Chris is not going to be able to do it. I don't think Justin's going to be able to do it. Uh, Maybe Malik. I guess we'll have to see. 
I guess the only danger is though, he, he likes to really hang around that three point spot or he likes to really hang around the free throw spot there in the middle of the paint, which that's, that's the two guards job to cover or, or Jesse coming up from, from, from the baseline there. So he's in a dangerous spot. And if so, if one of the guards dips down on him, like he, they might, might not even be able to handle him. So overall, I think he's a, a, a matchup nightmare. Last time we called the matchup nightmare, we were wrong, which I hope we are wrong about this. Cause if we're wrong, then things are going to be looking pretty good for the orange. So I, I hope we're wrong again. But I'm I'm definitely very worried about this matchup. And on paper, I don't know if we have the answer, to be honest. I'm with you. I don't think that we necessarily have the answer either. And I hope you're wrong. I hope we are both wrong about this because as we were doing this, we were just kept saying, oh, no, no, not like they, they just kept coming in of all these threats that could just put up huge numbers against us. One of the guards is uh, Darius Maddox. He averages just under 10 a game. He had some huge threes in the last few games. And against NC State, he scored, I think it was like 11 of his 15 points in the final like minute of the game. He just, he was hitting as, you know, as huge of shots as you possibly can in a rally. And that whole rally was basically sparked because of him. That being said, he's only shooting 30% from three. That's the lowest of the starters. If you're able to get him cold, hopefully we can do something with him and kind of not worry about him too much. But if he gets hot like he did against NC State, that could be a huge issue. And if Justin Mutz wasn't enough for, for big men on this on this team, we have Grant Basile, who is averaging three, 13 points a game, five rebounds. He's a 6'9", 235 starting center for the Hokies. And not to mention, he shoots 38% from the three. So this guy can kind of do it all. He's big. He's strong. He's a great matchup against Jesse. I don't know. This guy also has me worried. Yeah, he has me worried too because it's not like he's just shot, you know, 10 threes or something like that. He's shot 81 threes. So it's a consistent thing that he will shoot and, you know, will the forwards pick him up because more than likely he's going to be hanging out on that like sort of wing around the arc. So are we going to be able to stick with our matchups? I don't know because I worry that for good shooting teams, we struggle against them because the zone, especially the forwards in the wings breaks down quite a bit. So we're going to have to see hopefully this is all incorrect and hopefully Zach and I are wrong but I really feel like in my gut, this could be a very, very rough matchup, Zach. Yeah, I think we we our defense needs to be perfect. I think we need a wrinkle in, in that 2-3. I think Jim needs to come up with something genius. And I he has obviously has the capability to do that. But overall, at the end of the day, hands down, our defense needs to be excellent. The best we've seen all year for us to, 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 to trend well in this game. Unless, you know, miraculously, Virginia just... Virginia Tech has like just an off off night, which does happen. They're on the road. So I guess that is an advantage. You know, they're coming to the dome. But otherwise, you know, we haven't really been able to limit people from three. We haven't been able to limit any sort of physicality. And the Hokies have both. So I think this game is all about our defense and will be won or lost by our defense. 
if it means anything, last year's game was basically our first without Jesse when he went down with that injury. Uh, it was 41 rebounds each for each team in the game. Buddy and JG3 both were in double figures. They both had really, really good games. I don't know if that necessarily means much because, I mean, listen, this this whole year with ACC basketball is so topsy-turvy. We were going through the landscape of, of the conference and it was just constantly... Who is this team beating? Oh, they beat that team. Well, I thought that team was not very good. Apparently they are. So um, you're going to get anything with with each team. I mean, even Louisville gave us a bit of a scare. So in this game, uh, like you said, Zach, our defense needs to be top notch. And hopefully Virginia Tech has a bit of an off night. When you look at this team in this matchup as a whole, in our squad, does it favor anybody in particular? Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm not sure who 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 favors on our team with with this matchup. I'm worried to say anyone in particular. I think Judah could could still do his thing no matter the 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 matchup. Judah is always able to get something going at some point during the game. So I think Judah can be our consistent hand. I think Joe's been playing super hot and he played well against him last year. So I think Joe could get something going as well. But we'll need help from all areas and. Hopefully we can just play well. And again, it all starts on the defensive end. Now, if there's any game in particular where we want our forwards to start rebounding and start being aggressive, it is this game in particular. They need to come alive. I think that my spotlight is on Benny. He's coming off of being sick, and I hope that he is able to get his energy back to 100%. I don't think he's going to be playing too many minutes in this game if I had to guess. Uh, and if he isn't, I, it's gotta be somebody, one of the forwards coming off of the bench, whether that's Justin Taylor, whether it's John Bowl, whether it's Quadir Copeland, I don't know, uh, you know, Malik Brown, it, it, it could be anybody. And just as long as they're get, able to get some sort of rebounds in, I will be a very happy man because that is the biggest worry for me, Zach. This game is about two things and two things only and that is energy and effort if we bring those two things we'll have a fighting chance that's something we struggle with all year here is bringing the energy and effort and i think those are the two keys to our game i know it's very simple but i think with the right energy and right effort we could uh this we could be in this one an inspiring speech zach i love it at seven o'clock on Wednesday, it will go down at the JMA Wireless Dome. You will hear from us after this one. Hopefully, it is a positive recap. And until you hear from us then, we will talk to you very soon. Let's go, Cuse. <laughs>